welcome to Shore Solutions, the podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Mara Shore. I'm a partner in the medical practice management company, Yes, Shore Solutions. Who's the other host, you may ask? Easy answer. That would be my father, our founding partner, Jay Shore. Together, we now have an amazing team and clients across the country. Listen as we chat, converse, strategize, and commiserate over life in the aesthetic medical industry. It's time for you to listen, learn, and be inspired as we help you kickstart your practice because who doesn't want a little more help? Welcome to Shore Solutions, the podcast. Greetings from wherever you are. My name is Jay Shore, and today I'm going to speak on how to select your next piece of equipment. Selecting a piece of equipment is virtually a negotiation. So let's start off with saying, why is this year different than all other years? Well, what have you done differently in the past year or right now with respect to the economy? And we can go on and on because 2020 is like no other year we have ever experienced at least in my lifetime, and I'm a little on the older side, you know, I'm going to be 68 years old. So we've had the pandemic, we've had COVID, the economy has been down, the economy has come back up, and the aesthetic cosmetic world, we're bound on the recovery. But what are you going to do next year, at least to maintain your additional financial health? And what is your competition doing that you're not doing? Well, you know, Money grows, and as money grows, where the focus goes. And I don't want to be corny and, and give you all of these, you know, kinds of different types of uh, sayings that you hear all the time. But let's get through a couple of things. What is your practice's need for the right piece of equipment? Because every practice might be a little bit different. You may use a laser that treats vascular. You may have laser that can treat all kinds of rosacea. You may have psoriasis. You have all different types of equipment. If you're in vaginal rejuvenation and you're in male sexual health, CO2, radio frequency. And then you have to determine what is the going rate for the procedures, the price of your consumables and your disposals? And does it make sense financially to buy that piece of equipment that you would other might otherwise not bother purchasing? Now, let's not get caught up in some of the minutiae where some of the people come and try and sell you the machines and they bring you these big fancy spreadsheets and they try and tell you, well, if you pay X for the machine and you charge Y for a treatment, and Z, you have X amount of the treatments, you'll be able to pay off the machine in no time. But that doesn't always happen because you have to be able to drive the business. Is the equipment safe and efficacious? And how much pain or discomfort, I usually like to call, is associated with that treatment? Because you know, if you do the first treatment of a package and it is very uncomfortable, people may not want to come back for that second, third, and fourth subsequent treatment. And which of your practitioners are able to treat these patients? Depending upon the state you're in, for example, I'm in Florida, and RNs and medical assistants and estheticians are not allowed to operate lasers. Now, an esthetician that is an electrologist 
can operate a hair removal laser. A podiatrist can operate a hair hair removal laser if it's from the knee down. In other states, because in Florida, you have to be a PA, a nurse practitioner, or or, or a physician, D-O-M-D. And other states, you don't have to be. So be very, very careful who is allowed to do it in whatever state that you're in. How long has this piece of equipment been on the market? Because if it's brand new, it may not have gotten the oomph, the push in order to be marketed properly. People may not know about it. And then it's going to be all up to you to be able to have to market that, whether it's on social media, whether it's advertising in your own office, whatever. And who else is offering that piece of equipment in your area and around the country? Once again, it might come back to marking. How much oomph and push does that? You know, there is uh, the cryolipolysis machine. I don't want to get into names, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. And they have an incredible amount of marketing behind it. So now it's a matter of, are you on the doctor locator? So now let's talk about when is it the best time to purchase a new piece of equipment. Don't be swayed by sales tactics because as professional consultants, we deal with the sales tactics all the time. Now look, I have nothing against laser salesmen and equipment vendors. We love our vendors, but make sure that you're driving the need to get this type of equipment. And is it the best time of the year? Is it the end of the quarter? Is it the end of the year? Are the laser or big box companies trying to make their quotas? And if so, that may be the best time to buy. Are there quarterly incentives? Are there additional warranties? Are there additional consumables that might come with the piece of equipment? And more importantly, is it the right time for your business? It may be the right time for others, but it may not be the right time for you because financially, economically, it may have been very, very hard pressed. You're short on uh, funds. Your finances aren't best. And for you to go in debt with another piece of equipment versus using the ones you have or sometimes regenerating the ones that are in your graveyard, you all know what I'm talking about. The ones that you have to go to get all the dust off of and hasn't generated any money. Don't be scared and feel that how much you've paid for that piece of equipment. Get rid of those pieces of equipment in the graveyard. So where is the best place to purchase equipment? Is it when you come to a conference that you're able to touch it and feel it and you're able to speak to other doctors that may have it and that have used it? You're even able to handle the handpiece and see how comfortable it feels. Is it buying that from another physician who no longer has the need for that piece of equipment? Meaning secondhand, you buy equipment from a website, third-party vendors that are selling used, gently used equipment, or even overseas. I think overseas purchasing is the last place to purchase a piece of equipment and maybe one of the first places to sell your old equipment and then let it go overseas. Many times when you buy something from overseas, it may not be U.S. uh, FDA approved, all right? And uh, has not gone through the five, you know, 10K approval, things like that. And don't get caught up in something like that that is off label without disclosing it. All right. So how do you know when you're getting the best deal? Howie Mandel had that show deal or no deal. I personally 
always want to feel that I'm getting the best deal. When I purchase jewelry for my wife, I am the most uncomfortable because I really don't know, A, the quality, no two diamonds or piece of a jewel are identical, but lasers, different types of lasers that do the same thing are different. So you'll know. So how do I know I'm getting the best deal? Is it price? Is it quality? Do I utilize a show special? Don't get caught up in show specials unless it's time to get the quarterly quotas because there is a show during the normal times, eight, 10, 12 times a year. And we participate in these shows all the time. And we're able to get you these show specials all the time. Usually the one that it benefits the most to get the show special are the vendors. Unless you have such an amazing deal, but have something to compare it to. Read the invoice, read the fine print, read all the terms and conditions. I'm negotiating a deal as we speak. And in the financing, it says that it's done on simple financing. So if your bank might be giving you 4%, 4.5%, and then you're able to get 3.75 or 3.9%, is it amortized interest or is it simple interest? Now understand the differences is one on simple interest, you take the amount of the piece of the equipment and then how many payments are you going to make it at? And then how much is the interest? And it's simple. And the payment is the same, identical every month. And the interest and the principal never varies from month to month to month. And many times there might be an early prepayment penalty if you pay it. Because as you know, most of the times they're front end loaded on the interest side. Read the invoice to make sure that all the terms and conditions that you were told are actually being followed. Warranty, return, shipping, finance, all these things. And if you're not unsure, if you're unsure, ask a professional. Ask another doctor, ask someone like us as a consultant who negotiates deals all the time. Ask. The worst thing that anybody could ever say to you, doctor, is no. And then you have options which we're going to go through. If it isn't a good deal for everyone, then it's not a good idea at all. If it's a good deal for everyone except you, then it's certainly not a good deal at all. So let's talk about understanding the vendor's needs and objectives. The vendor's need and the vendor's objective is to sell a piece of equipment, naturally. And when they sell it with consumables versus the straight out piece of equipment and or a labor or a laser, they're able to get added generated revenue all the time. So if it comes with consumables, see whether or not you can negotiate that piece of equipment with additional consumables. All they can say is no. Number two, don't be afraid to ask questions and insist on answers about the new piece of equipment that you have. What is the worst thing to do other than you go into a negotiation, you leave the negotiation, and you always walk out and you say, ah, oh, I forgot to ask them this. That's okay. Come back again and ask it again. But don't be afraid to ask the question and insist on an answer. 
And if they say to you, I don't have the answer to that, that's a very understandable question. Usually the questions are not unique. However, if somebody asks you a question in business, not necessarily your medical acumen, it is always okay to say, let me check with my team. And I will get back to you with the proper answer. Be sure to keep an eye out on the hidden details. Financing, we spoke about this. Any potential rebates that you may get, it's not just equipment. It could be neuromodulators, neurotoxins, dermal fillers, volumizers. What if you need to return the product? Who pays for the shipping? Who pays for the shipping on the front end, first of all? Is it FOB, wherever it's coming from? If it has to go back, who pays for the crating? Who pays for the shipping? And then who pays for the shipping back? Is this all part of your warranty? And when does the warranty start? When it leaves the warehouse? Many times it'll say that the warranty stop starts FOB shipping, meaning when it leaves the warehouse. But I would insist on the warranty starting when it gets to your facility and when the first in-service doctrination is done, because this way you know that it's running and then your warranty will start now. Is there cooperative advertising? If you advertise them exclusively, is there anything off of what you purchased or the consumables that you've purchased that allow you to get cooperative advertising means if I spend this, the vendor will give me that much back. Like I said, the shipping, and handling, and more. And look out for the hidden details. Now you're gonna say to me, Jay, but where are the hidden details? I always make a joke. I say the hidden details are in section three, section A, subsection I, III, in that two-point font that you can barely read that starts out whereas, and hereby, and here to for. Look, we all know. Sometimes you look at a contract and you have no idea. It's like reading Greek or reading Shakespeare all over again. It's in the olden days, the way it's spoken. Speak to me like I'm a kindergartner. So now prepare and compare the details between the new piece of equipment and if there are other options and share them with a vendor. I call this a balance sheet when I'm doing financials. You have an asset you have a liability. That's what option A and option B really is. My option A is I want to buy the equipment. Option B is I can't afford the piece of equipment. Option A is going to make me a lot of money. Option B, I don't have the patient base. Option A, it has a multi-platform and a plethora of different procedures that I can do. Option B, I don't do all of those procedures. Option A, it's great financing rates. Option B, well, I was very profitable this year. I'd like to pay it off and take a section 179 where I can depreciate it all this year. So prepare and compare and share those options with the vendor. I am almost positive that you are not gonna be alone. Now, Facts versus opinion. If it's your opinion versus somebody else's opinion, you're never going to win any negotiation. If it's your opinion against their facts, you're also never going to win. If it's your facts against their facts, 
you may stand a chance, but if it's your facts against anyone's opinion, facts matter. And that is your strongest point. Now, look, your opinion is the one that matters, really. But in a business negotiation, facts really matter. Because as long as you have the pen, as long as you have the money or the ability to get money, you're sitting in the driver's seat. All right. You know, don't get caught up with if you're negotiating with somebody, I'll check with my boss. Understand the levels and authority and limits of the people you're speaking with. And don't waste your time with the runaround. If you're dealing with somebody that doesn't have the ultimate authority, I call that political impotence. If you don't have the, you know, the negotiation power and speaking with somebody that can make that final decision, then let me speak to that other person first. Give me the terms and conditions, give me the facts, and then I'll deal with them. I don't want to go with the runaround. I have to check with my boss. That was famous in the auto dealer days that you get 10 people that are going to check with you. Insist on putting everything in writing. Avoid the I said, he said, she said. In poker, the only time that an oral contract is binding is when in a game when you say, I call, I raise, I fold. Otherwise, an oral ca contract may not necessarily be binding because uh, that's not what I said. What I said is not what you heard. The only time you really ever go back to a contract, ladies and gentlemen, you know that, is when something goes wrong. And then you have to go back to it to see whether or not what you told me is what I thought, what I heard, and then we need to go back to that. So get that done and get that done right up front. There's nothing more important to know exactly what you're looking for. And when you're not getting exactly what you're looking for, don't ever, and I mean don't ever, be afraid to walk away from the deal. There are more things to buy than there are purchasers out there. I promise you, when you walk away, the people that are doing the selling will call you back in this type of an economy because they want to get the sale. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how you select your next piece of equipment. That is how you negotiate in every strong sense of the word. It has been my pleasure to spend the last 20 minutes with you. Good luck, God bless, and please stay safe. So acquiring, converting, and retaining new loyal patients is easier than you think. It requires you mastering the sales funnel in your aesthetic practice. How is it that easy, you ask? Well, it's easy because we teach you step-by-step -step in our Conversion Cascade online course, a fun and results-driven course that you and your team can finish in less than five hours. Yes, less than five hours because we know y'all are busy. We provide you six training videos that walk you through attracting new patients, converting calls to consults, consults to treatments, and keeping your patients coming back for more. All of this while learning how to talk to your patients about additional treatments and procedures to achieve their dream results and bonus, 
boost your revenue, and have them singing your praises to others. With our course, you also get tangible tools to help you succeed, such as downloadable marketing checklists, phone scripts, conversion tracking spreadsheets, and more, all of which are completely customizable and editable for you and your practice and your team. Get started and sign up for our Conversion Cascade online course today. And as a special thank you for being a podcast listener, we're giving you 10% off. Yes, 10% off. Just enter the discount code podcast. Yes, the word podcast to start saving. Click the link in our show notes to get started now, increase revenue, and acquire more patients for your practice today. That wraps up today's episode of Shore Solutions, the podcast. If we mentioned any quote links in our show notes, be sure to check them out for the easiest way to discover your best solutions. You can find them, yep, in our show notes. We love your help in spreading the word about our podcast. How? Rate us and share this episode with your friends, colleagues, and the rest of your team. Remember to follow us on social media at Shore Solutions and send us a message directly with your burning questions. We love hearing from you. Plus, sign up for our e-newsletter to be the first to find out about our upcoming webinars, the latest tips on running your practice more efficiently, dealing with the issues with drama and money in your practice, and watch the latest videos and blog posts in your inbox right in real time. Now's the time to join at www.shoresolutions.com and click on the e-newsletter button in the top right-hand corner. We'll see you next time. And remember, subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review.